When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Time to talk some cricket, and we might just leave uh, Tim Payne alone uh, during this segment, unless uh, our guest Craig Cumming wants to specifically uh, bring him up. It's been uh, one of the tough assignments in Test cricket, of course, taking on India and India. That's exactly what the Black Caps are doing in the two-match series starting in a couple of days' time. Uh, so we'll have a look at that, and perhaps just a little review of the T20 series that went wrong with uh, Craig Cummy, of course, uh, former New Zealand opener, and uh, of course now uh, commentator, or formerly commentator, and now uh, full-time coach of the Otago Sparks, which are having a hell of a season, I think it's fair to say. Uh, so, Craig Cumming, uh, good morning to you. What would you like to start on, a winning note or a losing note? You pick. <laughs> Oh, it's a good one to pick from, Smitty. Gee whiz, we've got well plenty to be able to do, don't we? Um, you know, I, I suppose it's you know the elephant in the room, Tim Payne. Um, let's uh, quickly get that one out of the road. Um, just yeah, it's a bit. I, I don't know, Smitty. It's just one of those ones where you made a dumb mistake um, three, four years ago. But the question is, I suppose, when you look at that, is this cricket Australia knew what's going on? Um, it wasn't like it was hidden behind closed doors when it came to them. Um, I don't know whether, unless you know you're in that situation, uh, it's certainly not right, don't get me wrong. Um, is it worth him resigning three and a half years later to the Australian captaincy? Um, I suppose the reason he's resigning is because it's about to come public. So if it's only good enough because it's going to come public, well then it maybe shouldn't have been good enough uh, three or four years ago. But um, in some ways it's nice that it's their problem, isn't it? And it's not ours. How the hell were they going to chuck that on top of Sandpaper Gate, though? How, how, would, yeah. how would you do that as an administrator? Whack that back on yeah, top. Yeah, that, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, you know, it's exactly right. And it, it's, a, it's a mess and one that, as I said, you know, you try and, you know, it's not like he's a young man, um, not like he made a foolish mistake. I mean, you try and teach people these days that social media and, you know, you know cell phones and that, and you try and teach your kids that, these are dangerous, dangerous toys. It just shows they're not dangerous for 16 to 18-year-olds. They're dangerous up until, what, he was still 32. Um, and, and, you know, throw some common-sense approach into it. Clearly, he's got a different situation. He's married, he had kids. Um, and that just comes down to the own individual and, and their values and what they live by. So, you know, he's got to deal with that. He's got to live with that. And he's obviously gone through it with his, with his family, which is the tough part, and his wife. But... Um, you know, it's just an education and let's just grow up and try and try and act like adults when you're adults and maybe these stupid things don't come about. Speaking of stupid, uh, it's looking more and more stupid what Devin Conway did to his own hand uh, because uh, not, only, not only has it cost him some uh, experience in terms of playing cricket around the world, it's cost us in terms of the balance of our side and I think it's becoming more and more evident and I hope like hell it doesn't become more evident in these test matches coming up. 
Well, I think it will in the fact that we've lost a world-class performer. Um, last time I spoke to you, we talked about feeling safe with Devin Combe and, you know, you've got Kane Williamson, you know, he's performed brilliantly at the top of the order in Test Cricket and we've lost that. So now we're trying to work out, uh, they've picked a Test squad and, you know, they brought in Mitchell to cover him. Well, that's not a, a like for like really, is it? And I mean, who's going to be the opener with Latham? I've been writing down the team and I've probably come up with four different ones, Smitty, when it comes to our starting 11 because playing in the subcontinent goes away from, we just don't even need to play a spinner when we play at home. We didn't play a spinner in, in England. Now we're trying to work out, you know, are we going to play two? Are we going to play three? Who the heck are they? Where do they bat? We're going to have to leave out maybe a seamer, which we never do. So it throws a whole lot of questions, even at the bottom order. Now you've got to try and throw in a not one. Well, who's the replacement for Latham? If it was in New Zealand, it would simply be Young. Simple as that. Um, but now they've got Ravindra there, and, and one of the benefits of Ravindra is he bowls left-arm spin. Um, and good left-arm spin domestically, but oh, I still feel if you're going to pick an opener, he's got to be the best batsman um, to be able to play that role. And to me, that's uh, at the moment Will Young. He was always our next one off the rank. And I don't believe Ravindra's earned the right yet just to be our test opener because he bowls left-arm spin. But you go through it, Smitty, it's actually quite a, a tough 11 to pick because of balance. Yeah. I've had a look at it, I, I will say. Uh, yep. One of the question marks I asked myself, particularly as being a, a former wicketkeeper in Indian conditions, would I ask Tom Blundell, who scored a test century opening, of course, um, uh, when it uh, was at the MCG under the spotlight, would I ask him to do both jobs? Um, could I ask him... Uh, and could we be flippant enough to say if we win the toss and bat, you open. If we win the toss or lose the toss and bowl, um, you bat down in the order and get Will Young to do it. So this is what I, I've looked at. Latham, Young, Williamson, Taylor, Nichols, they're a given. yeah. Um, then Blundell, uh, he's a given at some spot. Uh, then you say, OK, let's, uh, let's bargain or let, let's... Um, I, I'm, gonna, <clears throat> I'm not going to uh, um, go on the side of caution and pick Santner because I think we know... Uh, what Mitch Santner offers to us in test matches. A bit of batting insurance, but really, is it? Uh, so I'm going to go Ravindra in that spot. Somerville, Patel, Jamison, and you've got to have Wagner because uh, if you get in trouble, he can try and bowl you out of it uh, with his uh, stamina. So that is the way I'd go. Um, I'm not quite sure it is the way they will go, though. But, um, yeah, interesting combination. So what about that Santner spot? Yeah, and, that, and that's the one. Yeah, I, I thought about that too, and I thought I'm talking to you, but I think it's a heck of a task to ask, you know, Blundell to open the batting. When you, you know, he could end up fielding for 120 overs, Smithy in that heat, and mm. then you can ask him to put on the boards and go straight back out there. I, I don't think, again, that's fair on Blundell. Um, it's going to be a tough enough ask, and you know it better than anyone. I don't think there'd be any tougher conditions for a keeper to keep in than over there in India. Just it's so foreign to our keepers, he's going to be standing up. He's going to be dealing with spin, bounce, non-spin, and the heat. I think it's going to be tough enough to him just focusing on catching the ball to then ask him to put the boards on and then go and open the batting. I don't think you can do that. Um, and, I, and I'm just trying to work out, you're right with Satna, um, where, where we put him if he makes the side. Because we, we know, given that Patel's our best, left, our best spinner, um, I would be picking Somerville because he turns the ball back into the right-handers. Um, so there's your two. Wagner and Jamison, to me, play. So Southey, if you're going to pick, so whether you, know, you pick Southey or do you pick Satna? Um, and, and I'm with you there. I don't know. I, again, we'd always go Southey, wouldn't we? Because that's, that's the way we go with our, um, you know, it's our, our psyche, our DNA. 
Um, would they go a Satner, that can strengthen the batting? He could bat seven and then Jamison eight? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 that's, that's the question mark for me. At the end of the day, the reason I wouldn't go with Ravinder at the top, if you're going to play uh, Patel and potentially Satner, that's already you've got two left-arm spinners. You don't need uh, Ravindra um, as another left-arm spinner. You pick your best, you know, six batters, you've got your, or five batters, you've got your keeper, and then you pick your best five bowlers in those conditions. And to me, at the moment, I'd be having Jamison, Southey, and Wagner. Um, they've all got different roles. They've all got different skills. And we know Wagner can bowl anywhere from the 10th over to the 80th over because that's a skill set. We've got the two spinners. And then Jamison gives you that extra bit of bounce. Um, and then Southey has got the new ball, and he can swing the new ball. So... I would be. I would say their DNA, the way they make this side up, Smithy. That I reckon they'd go with Saudi over Satna personally. Okay, interesting. Uh, my yeah. biggest clue to the conditions. My biggest clue to the conditions. Sid, is this: uh, they have left out. India have left out uh, Kohli and Sharma. Well, that it, it intrigues me actually that we're we're resting people in Test cricket these days. Uh, that uh, that yeah. disappoints me greatly. But however, they have also left out Bumrah and Shami. Now that tells me that they were never going to win. They were never going to win the game, and it tells me a lot about the surface. So, uh, enter Ashwin, Jadeja, and Axa Patel, and look out. Yeah. So you probably answered that. So I dare say they'll be playing. We, we probably should be playing for spinners, shouldn't we? Um, but I still think we, we pick our five best batsmen uh, at the top, and um, when it comes to the opener, the other one you got there is Phillips. But again, Phillips is a part-time off spinner. Um, very part-time. So pick your best five batters. So, you know, I'm going Latham, um, and Young, Williamson, Taylor, Nichols. I'm going to have Blundell at six. Um, then you could go probably Satner at seven, Jamison eight. Our two spinners, Wagner and Wagner. So there you go. We picked our side and we're ground at Smith. And if they don't win, it's the other speaker's fault. Yeah, let's just win the toss, eh? Let's just win the toss and hope like hell. Well, it's going to play um, a big part, isn't it? I mean, when you yeah. talk about their side and what they've picked, it's... The other thing is they, they, they've got that little bit between the teeth. They've got a new coach, um, you know, in, in Dravid, um, who will create a fresh energy. They've got that little bit between the teeth from that test championship. And the one way they do knock you into shape, and it's a little bit like coming and playing New Zealand, the, the one way they do knock you into shape and show you who the big boys are is by producing conditions that suit them absolutely at home. Um, so they can just turn around and say, hey, you know, you caught us on a bad day in England, but this is our own turf, this is us, this is where we're going to bully you. So we've got to be really prepared for that. So uh, you've, I know you're heavily involved with the Sparks. We'll get on to them very shortly. But have you noticed anything, any standout performances, any uh, big watches on the Plunkett Shield scale of things? Oh, no, really. I've noticed that the pitches have been a lot flatter at this time of year. I mean, I, I obviously follow the vaults, um, except for Wellington. Wellington, the base reserve, um, is, uh, it's hard yakka, um, and I don't think it's a true reflection of what we want to try and produce in our cricketers. I think the last pitch may have been better. I talked to a couple of the Cantabs, and it's, it's pretty tough going. It's not re- real to what we come up against at the next level we've got. Sort of medium pace is doing not a bad job up there, but I know from the Vault's point of view, they've played a real flat pitch in Dunedin against CD. I think a million runs scored and only about five wickets. They then went into Nelson. Uh, they got a good result, the Vault's, but I think that was a bit fair because it started to turn. Um, but it just shows it's, it's good. It's tough at the moment, Smithy, in, in these competitions because without having Auckland and then ND have just started, it's a little bit um, unbalanced in, in what we're used to. The big thing is at the moment we're um, we're getting cricket um, and those guys are playing cricket, so that's the most important thing. And let's hope 
um, that in, the, in the Super Smash, which we're about to go to, and a bit of full trophy, that everything opens up safely and we actually start getting everyone playing. But at the moment, it's a little bit unbalanced just because of the, you know, the, the, the teams that are playing. Um, no real standouts to a certain extent that you probably wouldn't expect. Um, the, the good players are scoring runs, the good bowlers are taking wickets, and uh, we've got, it's, the only thing I do know is the Plunkett Shield is crucial to the development of our cricketers. I mean, you just talked about Test cricket and Coley being rested and, and those things. In New Zealand, we still value Test cricket, and we still value our domestic game, which is our four-day game, and we've got to make sure that we keep, keep doing that in the future, because that's the one that really does produce our cricketers for the future. I've been pushing Gary Stead to get a, a Halberg nomination for Coach of the Year. Um, not quite sure uh, he will in an Olympic year or whatever, but for me, uh, he gets a chance at that. But having said that, um, if you can get the uh, Otago Sparks up to win the Halle Burton Johnston Shield, uh, I think you should dust off your penguin suit, Craig uh, Cumming, because they're, they're having a heck of a year. What have you done to turn this around? Oh, um, yeah, we, we actually, unfortunately, we had a good weekend against Canterbury in the weekend. We won on Saturday with a bonus point, so that was three games in a row after I keep getting reminded by a reporter down here that we lost 21 in a row in the 50 overs, so we were three in a row with bonus points. Um, then we had a cracking game on Sunday where they made two, just about 290, and we should have probably got over the line. We got 283 or 284, lost by seven runs, but... Um, I don't know, it's um, a couple of things we, we've obviously picked up, we've got I love it Smithy that when we get um, a couple of white ferns back we're now star studded, whereas everyone's had their white ferns play for them the whole time and somehow we're the star studded side, I do find that the interesting side of being a coach now Smithy and reading these headlines and I do read the headlines, I read every article and I make notes um, and I'm ready to go to anyone um, who comes at me because I, I, I'll be honest I'm, I'm ready to go with that but oh, no, the girls are actually just I think the biggest thing I learned last year was their cricket awareness um, and their ability to actually understand the game wasn't as high as I even thought it was. So we're just working really hard on... It's not about winning and losing, and I know that's a little bit cliche, um, but you only, you only perform really well and you only have success at the end of the day if you do a whole lot of things right. Um, my biggest thing is trying to make sure the girls understand what their roles are um, what success looks like, whether you're batting or bowling, and then they're working really hard at training um, to develop the skills to be able to do that. And then 90% of it after that, Smitty, is just trying to give them confidence to go out and when they bat, to play sweeps, play reverse sweeps, and if the field's up with spinners, back yourself to go over the top. Um, really simple philosophy. Um, the team that scores the most runs wins. So when we're bowling, we're trying to produce dot balls, and when we're bat, we've got to score runs. And if we get them understanding that, and, and my girls have been really, really good so far, then um, you know, you're going to have more chance of being successful because what's the worst thing that can go wrong is you can get out. Well, you're going to get out anyway, so let's try and give ourselves a chance of some runs, and we've been doing that really well. And um, I've probably learned a few things from last year as well, which helps me prepare the girls better um, than we were last year. So overall, uh, it's a great experience, but I'm really enjoying it. And again, learning lots. Um, you can be an expert when you're on the TV on that, but there's a different, when you're coaching, you've got to be able to try and uh, make, the, make your athletes understand what's going on. Um, you've got to try and create awareness for them and, um, and empower them to think for themselves as well. I'm not a coach, Smitty. Believe it or not, I sit there pretty relaxed. I have my cups of tea. Um, I'm on a bit of diet mm. at the moment, so I'm not eating too many toasted sandwiches. Um, but, but I just watch them and see how they react and write notes and um, try and empower them to make decisions. And if uh, there's no such thing as a right or wrong decision, um, they make the decision and then we review against it and see what they do different next time.
Just finally, uh, so I'd love to hear, um, put your rugby hat on for a moment because uh, people will realise, of course, you spend a lot of time on the sideline doing Otago games and Highlanders games, certainly have done in the past. Uh, Ken Laban was interesting this morning. He said that Moana Pacifica have got the leftovers. That's usually some, some people say what the Highlanders get. So uh, I'm looking at your squad here. You're going to miss, you're going to miss, I, I think uh, you'll miss Ioane uh, to a certain extent, certainly miss Ash Dixon, but one of your big losses, I think now, will be Putty Putty Parkinson. Yeah, I spoke to a couple of people down here, and um, that, that is a big loss. Um, but Tony Brown just creates it. He sort of creates the culture, actually, down here about being the, the misfits or getting together. But once you get down here, they, they quite like the underdog tag, and, and they actually embrace it. Uh, if you look at Super Rugby Smith, you look at the history in the last, you know, from, from day dot, the teams that are really successful, um, it's actually, you've got, to have the, you've got to have one of the best first fives in the country. Um, no doubt about that. Um, you've got to have a really quality 9-10 combination, um, and I think the Highlanders have that, and Aaron Smith, you know, no doubt. And then um, you know, your four pack's about just sort of rolling your sleeves up um, and, and working really, really hard. And Tony Brown will certainly get them going and getting them in that area and getting them prepared. It's, oh, I think it's, it's a bit more exciting, Smith. I don't know how you feel. Like, we're going away. I actually feel like it's going to be exciting next year to watch this because there's a bit more unpredictability. Clearly, there's some... Steve Hansen turns some rocks under the beach towel this summer with the All Blacks, so it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back, how long they want off, because I reckon a few of them will be pretty keen to get back into it pretty quickly, because it's not like they're, they're sitting back thinking at the moment we're the rock stars, because they're not, um, and they've got a lot to prove. But no, no, we're, we're pretty confident down here. We like having their squad. We'll just, uh, we just got faith in Tony Brown, and um, I'm sure they'll have a good year. Always good chatting to you, mate. Good luck uh, for the rest of the season, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Naked a couple of weeks, Smithy, so some of that fe- seafood from, you know, your major man, I look forward to coming around for maybe a wee beer and um, having a, a little bit of seafood with you. Oh, well, I thought you, all this time I thought you had an allergy. I can fix that. Don't worry. <laughs> what, allergy to beer or seafood? <laughs> <laughs> seafood and eat it like me. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, Sid, we'll be in touch, mate, uh, over that regard. Uh, I will organise something for you quick, quick smart. Uh, Craig coming there with us, folks.